welcome to the 57th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So this week we're going to talk about a judgment in a lawsuit that Cox Communications filed against T-Mobile in early 2021 uh, relating to an MVNO agreement, and then T-Mobile actually countersued as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the most recent ruling and give us some context about what this is all about? Well, yeah, this should be fun, right? A wireless podcast turns into a into a law podcast delivered to you by two non-lawyers, right? <laughs> uh, so what, what happened was that Cox sued T-Mobile in January 2021. Want to make sure that they didn't break the law. Because there was a agreement between them and Sprint that they needed to negotiate in good faith if Cox would offer wireless service. Because apparently Cox, or we know Cox, uh, negotiated with Verizon about being an MVNO on, on the network. And then T-Mobile countersued and said, like, Cox are bad guys because they are uh, shopping around for better offers than what uh, T-Mobile was offering. Now, I think if you need to look for better offers, I don't know if that is good faith or not, right? So basically, this is about who who is allowed to negotiate with who, what kind of a offer is fair, and and reasonable and if the offer is higher than that what you can get somewhere else is that still fair and reasonable and are you allowed to go somewhere else so why is there an exclusivity or why why would there presumably be some sort of exclusivity between you know i think it was sprint originally cox to talk to before the teamable acquisition and cox right yeah well, there were an attempted MVNO way back when with Sprint. There were actually several with the cable companies and and Sprint, and they all failed, right? And and part of that was like, oh, you know, if we if we do this again, and and there was apparently also a, a patent dispute that basically where Cox committed itself to negotiate with Sprint first if it wanted to get into wireless. And Cox, if we remember, they launched their own wireless service and days later shut it back down, right? That's not no joke. They literally did. And now they want to do it MBNO style, like Charter, Comcast, Altis with various partners. And so they want to make sure that they don't violate the law and, and, and the contract. And the Court of Chancellery in Delaware, which rules all the Delaware corporations, said like, no, Cox, you're not allowed to negotiate with Verizon, even though uh, apparently Sprint offers you higher prices than than Verizon does, right? It, it, a, I think that's at least from a common non-legal perspective, is unfair. If if T-Mobile would offer lower prices than Verizon, and that's a fair negotiation, then I don't think Cox would have needed to go to Verizon. It's not like that they like the people in red better than they like the people in magenta, right? And then T-Mobile stopping them. And apparently the prices from 
you know, allegedly are, are higher than retail. So it, it, it becomes very complicated and, and like, you know, T-Mobile is turning, you know, into a carrier, into everything that they didn't want to be, right? Forcing others into contracts and, and things like that. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's just a sad, sad story, in, in my opinion. So what is the outcome here? It sounds like Cox is, if they do want to launch an MVNO, they're more or less chained at the hip to T-Mobile and higher than market rates. Is that a fair statement? That's from what it looks like, right? Just before we taped, we we looked again for the written ruling and, and the evidence that is not under seal. And the, the ruling hasn't been published yet. So... I would expect that this is only the first round. I would expect that the DOJ and the FCC get involved because one of the merger promises that T-Mobile made was like, oh my God, we will have so much spectrum and part of this merger, we will be able to offer, we will have so much capacity, we will be able to underprice everybody and we will become the new home for every MVNO under the, who wants to do business in the U.S. And it doesn't look like that, right? Well, it's looking more and more like that's actually Verizon, right? Exactly. It's like, who would have thought, right? It's it's actually Verizon that is attracting most of them. In the disagreement between T-Mobile and DISH, you never knew when Charlie Ergen is involved because he likes to sue people and he admits it. You don't know who's the bad guy. but when when there are multiple folks having problems with with T-Mobile, you know it, it's T-Mobile that that seems to be the one that that is creating the problems. And you know we just had an announcement the other week too that Mobile X, which is Peter Adderton's uh, new MVNO, would be launching on on Verizon. And Peter's a is a shrewd, hard negotiating businessman. And if he would have gotten a better deal from T-Mobile, he would have done it, right? Right, right. So Peter, Peter's the founder of Boost Mobile, right? One of the yes. more storied you know, wireless brands. Yeah, and so he launched Boost here in the US and in Australia. In the US, he sold it in like, oh my God, 2004 to Nextel. Uh, as part of the T-Mobile Sprint merger, it got divested to Dish, and now is owned by Dish. And now he's now Peter is getting back into the U.S. wireless market, and and so we're seeing more people leaving, or at least no change at T-Mobile, and we're seeing pretty storied wins for for their competitors. And when we look at T-Mobile's financials because they stopped reporting MBNO lines, but they report MBNO revenue. That hasn't really moved, right? So it, it's not a growing business for T-Mobile. Well, I mean, to take to take the devil's advocate position here, though, T-Mobile spending all this money and all this time and effort rolling out five G, you know, wouldn't they want to own the relationship with the customer as opposed to being a reseller, right? And and given all the marketing and, and given you know the lead that they have in terms of network build out, wouldn't you want to, if you were running T-Mobile, wouldn't you want those 
first party subscribers as opposed to wholesaling that connection. Yeah, but what this country has shown you over the last decade or so is stop arguing with facts and logic. It doesn't get you anywhere, right? So I'm, I'm, on, on paper, I completely agree with you. And that's exactly the argument that John Ledger made when he was CEO of T-Mobile, that, oh, my God, we have all this spectrum, we have all this, this lead, we will be first. It would make so much sense if we get more and more people on this. But John Ledger rode into the sunset. He's now giving away money with, with charities and doing wonderful things in his private life, but he's no longer at T-Mobile. And, and the thing is, it's so not uncarrier, I can only say. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we expect there to be further judgments here. We, we expect there oh, to yeah. be some FTC and potentially DOJ involvement. So we'll keep an eye on that. The other thing that I thought we could talk about this week is Visible, your favorite other small prepaid carrier, uh, was in the news this week. Sounds like they had a data breach. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Verizon said we didn't have a data breach, right? But from what Visible customers have written on, on Reddit is that people bought phones for thousands of dollars from their Visible account and shipped it to somebody else. So that sounds like a data breach there. So sounds like everybody's credentials on Verizon got reset, right? Which is one of the first things you would do in, in the in the in the event of there being some sort of security breach, right? Yeah, uh, you, so. you set everybody's passwords and you know kind of stop the whatever those hackers were doing. Yeah, you know, actions speak louder than words. So we don't know yet, but you know, there's the indication that another carrier got hacked and this time you know the venerable horizon so the score is now what four to one for t-mobile on, on data breaches <laughs> i was gonna say that's good news for it's good news for t-mobile that it wasn't them right yeah no it, you know we're making fun of this i feel really really bad for the people where where this happens to it's a mess it's annoying at, at a minimum it's expensive it shouldn't happen to anybody what I find disturbing is that Visible doesn't allow two-factor authentication. And that's, a, that's something, no matter how budget your carrier is, you should, have, you should allow two-factor authentication for your account. Well, how would, how would two-factor authentication work if you're on your phone already? Would you need like a computer or how? how... Well, or, or send it to the email, right? It's yeah. another factor. Right, yeah. but at least alert people that something is going on, that something somebody is accessing your your account from an IP address that is not the one from your phone. Right. 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 Yep. So yeah, if if somebody stole your phone, you can call in with another phone, right, and disable things. Your, your cell phone doesn't have to be the second factor. It just has to be something else than, than your phone. Right. And I think one of the additional challenges with, at least in the prepaid space, is when something like this happens, uh, you know, Visible doesn't necessarily have like a store network or anything yet. It's presumably, you could go into a Verizon store and they might be able to help you. But, you know, some of the promise of, promise of Visible was that, you know, it was supposed to be self-serve and online and all those sorts of things, right? And so when, when you're on a self-serve prepaid carrier and your phone gets hacked, it's probably a little harder to get it fixed than otherwise. Yeah, it's a mess. 
It's a real mess. We'll keep watching this, how invisible visible is for hackers. <laughs> but, you know, the jokes write themselves with this, with, with this name. But we'll see if, if it rides into the sunset, if and when the, the track for a merger gets resolved. You know, it can be only many months because we need an FCC, a complete FCC for this. So that can take a while. Yeah, so we've, we've talked about this in terms of, you know, timelines for track phone, but maybe it makes sense, makes sense to talk about it here. Your position is that, you know, it's, we think it's likely that track phone doesn't get approved with the current makeup of the FCC. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Yeah. As we said before, I can't see a Democratic candidate, and soon they, it will need two, because in January... And that's only two months away. Jessica Rosenwurzel needs to leave the FCC again because her, her term has expired. And the Democrats, again, couldn't get around to, to reconfirm her, not even talk about make her chairwoman of the FCC, right? But I don't see with, with the current progressiveness that's within the Democratic Party that they will have a majority of, of senators that will approve the biggest carrier getting bigger, right? Right. I don't see that happening. What happens after the approval, after their chairperson, is a different thing because the last time somebody said something that the person in the White House didn't appreciate during an approval process was Mike O'Reilly. And look where Mike O'Reilly is now, not at the FCC. So when, when Verizon said, like, oh, we expect this to close in the fourth quarter, then I'm like, yeah, fourth quarter 2022, not 21, because there will be no FCC chairperson probably uh, in in this this year so it's not going to happen all right well we'll keep an eye on it definitely a lot of interesting stuff going on with prepaid and we'd love to have t-mobile on the show to talk to to us about this topic right absolutely absolutely open invitation cool all right well thanks roger we'll talk to you next week thank you bye-bye